G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 461 of the Trainsmooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. As I said in yesterday's episode, which was really 10 minutes ago, so I'm just batch recording this, um, I've got a whole lot of spare time up my sleeve now, So, and which I'll explain in in a couple, that uh, I can do more podcasts, and um, I'm also going to take on a couple more athletes, so it's it's good. It's driving me insane that uh, that it's come to this, but anyway, so I, it's, hard, it's hard to tell where to actually begin, because I get, two years ago, I came up with a plan that it was going to take me from, I call it a mid-packer. I was a mid-pack um, age group athlete, but I was, it was probably closer to the top quarter part of, of an age group. And I wanted to be at the pointy end of my age group where you know, I wanted to get a Kona slot. Not sure I actually want to race Kona because I couldn't think of anything worse than doing an Ironman build during a Tasmanian winter and then actually flying over right at the end of winter to Hawaii just to be scorched in crazy heats but I definitely wanted to qualify for for it so I keep telling everyone that I wouldn't go and but or accept my slot but you can never tell until that time but anyway the first the first year of training or so it had a couple of little hiccups but everything was going according to plan so I, I Generally, years prior, I'd be averaging about 10 hours of training a week, especially, and build that up a little bit during um, build-up to IMM. So I knew that was never going to get me anywhere except for what I've already done. So the first, the plan, the absolute glance plan was to get my body ready in that first year to put up with what it's going to need to put up with in that second year leading into an IMM. So to do that, I just said, right, I've got an average, roughly around 15 hours training a week, thereabouts. So I really wanted to clock up 750, 800, around 800 hours of training in in the year. So and, And I did that pretty comfortably. I ended up rolling my ankle pretty bad, so I went a fair bit of time with no no running, but the bike picked up, the bike volume picked up, the swim volume, and... In that year before Ironman, flawless, absolutely flawless. Everything was just completely on plan. I couldn't have planned it better. There was many, many times during this two-year period where I'm, I questioned the the method I came up with to do this. I think oh, it's not working. I'm not making the progress as I thought I would at this stage. Some things are. It, it, it was, I thought, no, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. There was, uh, you know, I thought the swim would have progressed a lot faster than it did earlier on. And because um, when, before that, I was only doing three swims a week at 2K swims. I was, and only in an Ironman build up, I'd do make one of those longer. It's That's all I had time for. So, um, but I'd changed. I'd started doing more volume, more just. Planned it out nicely and was working so beautifully. And then 16 weeks out from Ironman, I was booked in for Ironman Australia in May, which was supposed to be two days ago. 
um, uh, everything was just, just 16 weeks out, everything's really started going to plan. I'm starting to think, oh, everything is exactly on point. My swim all of a sudden had this massive progression. My run was progressing nicely. My bike was progressing nicely. Everything. 12 weeks out, well, it was actually 13 weeks out, I said to, I was supposed to become a four-hour pacer at the Hobart Marathon. And, I th- and, and the Hobart Marathon was going to be somewhere around six or seven weeks out from Ironman. And I thought, beautiful, just good, you know, four, four hours, a four-hour marathon, good, safe pace, miles, put the miles in the legs. And I've always wanted to do be a pacer at a marathon. It, it was just helping others. All they got to do is stay with me and encourage them along the way or whatever. It, it just sounds like a really cool thing to do. The year before, I booked in to be the 3.45 pacer for the Launceston Marathon. And two days after I booked in, I said I'll do it, I rolled my ankle. Now, two exactly two days after I, I fully booked in for this um, Hobart Marathon, I rolled my ankle, the, the opposite ankle. But anyway... 13 weeks exactly 13 weeks out from um ironman i've did this to um it was my it was my own mistake i knew it was silly to do but i felt bulletproof i and and all this family stuff happened all of a sudden and so and to back it up from this moment so the first year i just wanted to average roughly around the 15 hours of training a week the second year, the one year leading into Ironman, I wanted a thousand hours of training, so roughly around twenty hours every single week, week in, week out. No, no, you know, if I get to Sunday and I get to Sunday night and I'm four hours short, well, I'm spending four hours extra training. Some some weeks were very very hard, so I find I find school holidays very hard to get my training in. Family was amazing during this year, just flawless. There was, um, you know, a couple of, during school holidays. I found I found my average sleep was around five and a half hours a night, five five and a half hours a night every single night. <laughs> well, no, not every single night. Some nights it was about around four hours, but but I got very little sleep during school holidays. But anyway, thirteen weeks out. I had to, I had to mix things mix things up all of a sudden to fit everything work there was work overtime going on um, family few things happened I had these three quality runs to do two were around one hour and one was a really long quality run but the two one hours was a Wednesday it was supposed to be a Tuesday and a, a Friday. But I had to. They brought them close to um, Wednesday, Thursday, and I knew once I should have made one aerobic. But I thought, bugger it! I, at this at this power, I should be able to hold that comfortably. So I did. I think one was um, oh, it was mile mile repeats or something like that. It was no, oh, I forget what it was. Anyway, it was um, Wednesday, Thursday, good quality run sessions recovered okay from it on the sunday it was a 25k run 
with 20 k's of it at um, just slightly at a 70.3 power and um, it just it was I did this on a at the university where they have a one mile exactly a one mile loop and I'm just running these miles and on that like 300 meters to go before I start my cool down I felt my calf strain nothing bad it, it was it, it never never bothered me I thought oh it should be it'd be all right a few a week or so now be um week nine weeks out i registered to do this four hour pacer for the hobart marathon two days later i rolled my ankle my left ankle the one that's been good to back that up a little bit more i had this massive toothache and i needed to get a root canal done and i couldn't get in to see my my personal dentist and i may have mentioned it before i see this dentist who is an 80 year old 80 something year old retired dentist who operates from his back shed which sounds dodgy as crap and it looks half dodgy as crap but he's really good and it's like walking in and you're stepping back in time he used to have his own practice in the 80s and 90s and he's now retired and he sees one patient per day five days a week and so I needed to get a root canal and just to give a like why would you go there a root canal at this dentist I saw up the road he wanted to he actually wanted to extract my tooth he goes oh you're about $450 to pull the tooth or well over a thousand dollars for a root canal and I really wanted to save it save the tooth so I said I'll bugger that I'll see my own dentist he will do a root canal he did the root canal for $350 (laughs) so it's a huge price difference but anyway and for the I understand a lot of most people that listen to this podcast um, are not Australian so when you get well don't you have private health insurance most people don't in Australia. We've got a pretty good health system. So, so we've got Medicare. So we, it's just most people don't. So I'm having this massive tooth, tooth problems and I'm in so much pain. I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm popping painkillers, Nurofen, Panadol, like they're um, like codeine Panadol. I'm, not codeine Panadol. I'm, codeine tablets, Panadol, Nurofen. I'm po- popping them like jelly beans. Um, any antibiotics I could you know, the pain if I was really really lucky I'd get the pain down to a five you know that's pain scale between zero of absolutely zero pain and ten being extreme pain I could get it down to five if I'm really really lucky but generally it was sitting around seven eight all the time I'm barely sleeping I'm sleeping like a couple of hours a night spread out through the night so I'm doing this you know all of a sudden at 2am in the morning I'm lifting weights trying to get this get rid of this pain just damper it slightly just to make me think of something else so at the high of it um, I go two days after I book in for this bloody marathon to be a a pacer I I, I was supposed to be doing a quality run session at the run track and I'm just so much pain I'm so tired I thought bugger I'm just going to go run bush trail and so I go into go into the bush and I'm running and I've run so many bush so run so many tracks in these bush areas of all different times day night raining um, at night during the rain never 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 an issue I never trip over it's it's just for some reason I've been very lucky this 
tiny little minute rock sitting in the ground. I hit it in the wrong angle, left angle. Boosh. I didn't feel it like it was any anything bad. I thought, oh, it's all right. It's going to be, you know, it's one of those things. It's nowhere near as bad as the one I got last year. The, the one I got last year, I was on crutches for a few days. This one, eh, it's a piece of crap. It's, it, I'll recover. I'll give it a full week and then I'll go for a test run. And, and so I had no stress at all on it. And, the, and my calf that I sh- had a small strain on, they pretty well healed up. I stuck a wedge in my shoe um, just to take a little bit of stress off it. And that was a, that was a bit of nothing. So I get so I get going. Um, yeah, it took a lot longer. It's still not healed. This ankle. It's um, it's about ninety five percent right now, but it's just taken forever to to get it remotely runnable. I went, uh, but I did, wasn't stressed. I'd take. I think ah, oh, it's not right. I'll give it another week and I'll go for a test run. And my test runs, and uh, I'll just go for a ten k run and see how it is. I'll do these um, one-minute run, one-minute walk, run, one-minute run, one-minute walk, sort of thing, just for tw- for forty minutes or so, or or I'll stop it if in that first minute it's not working. Right, give it another, give it another week, and I'll turn around. I just start. Um, oh. Then I had a heap of family come down really recently, and and I'm not recovering from this ankle. And I'm th- I'm looking at the timeline. I'm exactly six weeks out from Ironman, Ironman Australia. I'm thinking I'm not going to be able to make this. I'm just not running. So I thought, oh, it's all right. I'll transfer to Cairns. So I'll, I'll jump online, tra- do my transfer to Ironman Cairns. The swim definitely doesn't suit me because it's just horrendous up there. But the bike's good, at least. It's rough, dead roads. There's a good couple of little hills on it. I'd prefer a lot hillier. But but at least on the way back, it's 60 k's of headwind. That, you know, will play into my, you know, into my strength at least. Hate headwinds, but at least, you know, that's going to help. Because at least I'm, I can muscle my way through that. And and the run, you know, it's a good flat, flat run. So it, it should be a good course. And I thought, well, for that Kona slot, I just, at Port Macquarie, I needed roughly around a nine and a half hour Ironman to get a Kona slot, thereabouts. At Port, at Cairns, Ironman Cairns, I needed roughly around a 10 hour um, finishing time. And I thought, oh, be able to do that. No worries. Even with missing out on this running for what I've done. And so, no stress. I transferred, not stressed at all. My family come down from Sydney, and there's way too many family members. But anyway, and I'm when you got a bunch of kids at a park, my instant trigger is I'm a kid. I'm going to start goofing around with them. So I and there's a big Tarzan swing, and I'm running and I'm jumping on this Tarzan stand and yelling at And you got to make the Tarzan noise. And little four year old kids, they love that crap. So I've so I've done this big almighty Tarzan jump onto this rope, and I felt my lat pull. It just whoosh, and I went and I instantly I thought oh, I felt that. And of course I've got a bunch of four year four year old six year old staring at me. I still had to go through with a ho, and so 
and I thought, oh, maybe it's not that bad. So I go, I go home, I, I said, I look after it. Still not stressed. I thought, I'll give it a week off swimming. And swimming is my weakest link. And I, that, that, yeah, I, I thought, if it's just a week, it'll be a fine. Well, that thing turned out to be a three and a half week no swimming. And now it's starting to do my head in slightly, but I thought, it's all right. I'm not going to lose much from that. It's it's okay. And so I'm uh, just starting to run. My ankle's all strapped up nicely. I'm starting to run. I'm adding walking in every run, but it's, you know, I'm at the stage where I'm now running nine minutes with one minute walk and, and nothing over um, an hour yet. And... I'm thinking, oh, it's all right, it's all good. I have a a birthday, and anyone who knows me knows I hate birthdays. I just find them, unless you're, if you're under the age of 18, you've got my attention, I'll celebrate your birthday with you. Over the age of, over the age of 18, I find very little value in them. Every, and it drives my wife insane because she loves birthdays, so I've got to pretend for her that her birthday is important. But I hold, I just it's a must be a flaw of mine. I don't know, but it's I hold no value in it, and it, just to irritate my wife and irritate, uh, especially the mother-in-law, I'll I'll go. Oh please, birthdays are nothing. Yeah, everyone's got a birthday. Hitler had a birthday. Why are we celebrating for? And so I just I really don't like birthdays. But anyway, my wife and kids brought me um, a drum kit, an electronic drum kit. And I've been wanting an electronic drum kit for a while so I can play music with my daughter. And so she, I go, right, I'm going to um, go for a swim and then I'm going to go for a run. And she's going, oh, no, don't, don't we're going to go for, out for lunch. And, and I'm thinking, oh, for goodness sake, I don't want to do lunch. I hate birthdays. And up until this point, they've been very quiet in my birthdays thinking, I think I've got away with this. And they haven't given me this electronic drum kit at this stage. I think, I've got away with this. Finally, after all these years. And, she, and then they said, no, we're going to go for lunch. I'm like, oh, please, no. Anyway, so I said, all right. So I'm, I run up the stairs at my house and I felt crack. My friggin' Achilles. My Achilles just partially torn. And I'm like, oh, no. And I cracked. I've been so good with all these little injuries, all up to it. I've been no, trying not to stress, not worrying about it. Just it's all right, and I cracked, and I can't take a step. I can't do anything without my Achilles just whoo, pain. And so I'm, and then my wife goes, "Ah, oh, we're not going for lunch. We're going down to Hobart." And I'm thinking, "Oh, for goodness sake!" And one thing I don't get angry or. I'll make it, if someone goes to if their intent is good no matter what it is whether it's a complete mark up or whatever if someone's intent is good you'll never get me angry I'll always be very appreciated and I could see that their intent was good so as much as I did not want to go down to Hobart for the weekend or for the few days I, I said alright oh, so I, I would have been just a big barrel of monkeys I'm sure I was um, so it's just not healing and um, I'm stra- I've strapped it and did everything you, you could do to it and I'm thinking right so I, I retire I retire I said that's it I'm done I'm I'm, I'm over that lasted three days and I thought 
maybe I can salvage it. Maybe. And so, as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, how I stopped looking at all the numbers because these numbers are just driving me insane. I'm watching all my numbers drop every second. It seems another number's dropping on me. So... I pull out my, um, so I jump online to my um, my Google Drive and find one of my old programs from Alan Pittman, and just take out all the programs and I write my own sessions out onto it all, it's just so I don't. And I knew I was not going to look at either Final Search or Today's Plan, or I'm not going to click on Garmin. I'm not going to click on anything. I'm going to still train to power. But I'm not going to look at any, I'm not analysing it, it's just going to be done purely on feel. And so I print off this session, stick it up on the fridge, and my wife goes, oh yeah, we're Alan again, are you? And I go, no, no, and I explain, she goes, oh, okay. So that lasted um, two weeks, two weeks. And I'm still, and I thought, oh, I'll go for a test run. And so I've got it heavily strapped and taped and all sorts of stuff. And I'm thinking, I just got to see how I go. So one minute running, one minute walking, one minute running, one minute walking. I think, oh, no, no, I've got to give it another week. And then I go down, I thought, I'll go down to the track and run very slowly, one minute, you know, one, one lap running. 30 second rest and one lap running see if i can clock up a few miles here i didn't get 200 meters and then she's just cracked again i thought geez because I'm, i knew i was pushing the boundaries of recovery here um I, so yeah two days ago i sent the request off to i man can i can i'm out I'm done. I'm tapping out of iron. So I'm now on two full weeks, no training, which is, I thought I could do. It's, it, that's tough when you've been training. And to give you an idea, as of yesterday, I'd clocked up just slightly over 1,000 hours of training in the 52 weeks prior to it. Everything was so, you know, when I saw the, the what I was hitting on 12 weeks out, um, from the original Ironman Australia, I thought I've questioned this so many times in the lead up over the last two years, but now it, I, I just I knew I had to stay the course, and there was peaks and valleys that you know things were looking really good on some things and really bad on others, and then all of a sudden, you know, swimming took a lot longer than I thought was going to to prog- to progress it. I thought. Oh, you know, I'll focus on technique. I was filming a lot of sessions and analysing it. And then just in a space of about three months, I went from averaging um, a minute 45 per per 100 to a minute 35 per 100 over just a three, four-month block. Um, it, just out of, it was a bizarre thing. And I'm thinking, how, how did that happen? Because I'm doing the same type of swim sessions. I'm been videoing every every second, third swim session and viewing it, and but there was just a couple of small little changes I made, which made huge changes in under the water. So anyway, um, so everything was just starting to come to plan, and then one thing after another, after another, after another. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. The original plan, well, after after Cairns, I, I've never. Or after Port Macquarie, the, I, I did think seriously about um, seeing how fast I could do a marathon. I've never, never tried. Uh, I, I thought I'd give myself 
12, 18 months or, or, or thereabouts to see if I can do a sub three hour marathon. I've never tried. Every marathon I've done has always been a um, training run. It's always been, it had a plan, whether it was under, under Alan Pittman, Alan Pittman would say, right, I just want you to walk um, 30 seconds every 10 minutes of running. That was one. And then there was another where he wanted me to run, um, where I'd run a solid first half and then crawl, virtually crawl home in the second half. And then there was others where it just I just wanted non-stop running. And then there was, it, there was always something. So, uh, but I don't know what I'm going to do now. I don't know if I'll go and do Busso at the end of the year or go see if I can have another crack at trying to do Ironman Australia next year or Cairns or if I should focus on um, the marathon. So I don't know. But I'll I'll have two weeks off, which is hard because I'm already looking at my mountain bike now thinking, yeah, it's not training, is it? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I'm could go out and so I don't know what I'm gonna do but yeah that's the um that's the story if anyone's remotely interested in it but yeah anyway I bored you all to tears enough if you guys have any other if you guys have any training questions jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com until next episode Hooray.